welcome to Ace Your Health podcast. My name is Dr. Toxie here at, at Ace Integrative Health in Mason, Ohio. We have Ms. Kaylee Kuzer here today, and thank you for joining us. You have joined us for the last few weeks to a month, and we have learned about nutrition in great detail. We have learned about many other topics. Today, to continue the topic of nutrition, the first and foremost, the most important thing in our life, something that has zero calories, right? We talk about calories, fats, proteins, carbs. This little thing is in every cell and has zero calories. That is the most important thing in our life. Can you guys get what's, guess what that is? That water. is water. Yeah. So the topic of today is water. It is absolutely the most important thing on our planet. Without water, we could not survive. 80 to 70 to 80% of us is water. And yet, we do not understand water. Water is one of those mysterious things that pretty much operates at a completely different principles. Everything about water is opposite compared to any other metal on this planet. But let's ask what she thinks about water and... Um, Let's go a little bit deep into, you know, what water is, where it comes from, how it gets to us, what can we do with it, and what else do we need to think about water? Like, why do I need to water? Water is everywhere. 70% of the entire planet is water. Why do I have to worry about water? Well, that's the question of today. So thank you for joining us, Kaylee. It's good to be here. Yeah. So um, what do you think about water? So water is really basic and simple, but it's yeah. also really... I don't want to say complicated, but there's a lot more to it than we think about. So like you said before, our bodies are about 70% mm -hmm. water as an adult. It's a little bit more actually yeah. as a baby too. Um, but when our bodies start to fall below 65% water, degeneration starts to occur. So that goes to say it's really, really, really important to stay hydrated. Mm -hmm. So 60% water. How do you know, like, how, how can somebody know that we're falling below 60%? Um, usually you're going to start to notice things like fatigue. Fatigue is a mm -hmm. huge player when you're dehydrated. Of course, fatigue is involved in most mm -hmm. disease processes, but also disease processes are, you know, yeah. a result of degeneration. Yeah. Um, you might feel headaches. You might feel sleepy even. Mm -hmm. A lot of people feel hungry when they're actually just dehydrated. So those are some easy ways that you can tell. So that's really interesting. We talked about in our last few episodes that we need energy. And energy comes from ATP. And ATP comes from either protein, protein fats, and carbs. Mm -hmm. All of them have calories. Right. So water has zero calories, but it gives you a lot of energy. Right. Which is kind of oxymoron, right? Like Because we're considering we got to eat something, we got to get calories to make energy. But if you don't have water, which has zero energy in itself, but, well, calorie, it has zero calories. Water has a lot of energy, but it has zero calories. It gives you, if you don't have enough of it, then you become really tired right. and fatigued. So that's a really good point to know. So in terms of water, right, like we've heard about all different types of water. Mm -hmm. There are different companies that are out there. There is this whole concept of where does water come from right now if I turn on my faucet? Mm -hmm. What do we think about that water? And where does it come from? Is it the best water that I want to drink? What do you what do you think about yeah, water? Yeah, so a big problem with tap water, and a lot of people think water is just water which seems logical, mm -hmm. right? It's water, yeah. right? 
But the source of your water is really, really important because tap water usually contains like PCBs, phthalates. Wait, wait, wait. Um, what's PCBs, phthalates? Because these are, a lot yeah, of us don't know sure. what that is. Yeah, these are plastics. So they're like remnants. They're things that you want to avoid. They can be estrogen mimickers, so xenoestrogens. Yeah. Um, they can act like estrogen in your body, but in like a really bad way. Because, <laughs> you know, some, some yeah. estrogens are good and some are not. Um and then it can have like aluminum, lead, um, pharmaceutical, like drug remnants, mm-hmm. which can be really dangerous because we know like we don't want to be on a drug that we're not supposed to be on, yeah. right? Yeah. So you can get remnants even from things like birth control. Um, but yeah, heavy metals, microorganisms, there can be bacteria, all sorts of things that can wreak havoc on your body. And again, if your body is 70% water, and you're putting in water that's full of those things, you're going to retain that. Okay. So if your body is 70% water and you're putting those things in our body, they're retaining. But where are they coming from? The tap water is clean. We have great city water cleaning system. And how do we get all of those things that you mentioned in the water? So that's it's helpful that it's a good cleaning system. Most water is recycled, um, whether that be from your toilet water or you know from those dirty <laughs> rivers that you see all over the place. <laughs> so. You guys have to listen very carefully. You know, you we're all drinking some toilet water that's cleaned up. Yeah. So so there, you know, it's hard for anyone who lives in a city to really have clean water mm-hmm. um, unless you have a really really good water filter okay um, most people will use like popular like filters that are in pitchers or you know the kinds you can stick in your fridge mm-hmm. the problem with those filters is that they most often actually filter out the taste and smell not the actual particle that's a really good point that you make about how these filtration systems will remove taste and smell out of the water. So what about, how are we getting all these other chemicals and metals and plastics and hormones, endocrine disruptors that you talk about, how do we get them in our water? Like, where are they coming from? Yeah, so a lot of that is because it is, like we talked about, reclaimed Mm -hmm. water, so it's toilet water. So um, people pee those particles out, which makes it really gross, but that, you know, that's a big way that it gets into our water system. Um, so nobody wants to be drinking, <laughs> drinking that. Um, but yeah, so then that can start to have a really, really negative effect on our bodies. Um, when we're drinking dirty water like that, we'll start to store toxins. Um, you might get some brain fog. You might have some weight gain, hormonal imbalances, all sorts of stuff like that. Um, so I guess a big question that probably everybody has is where can we find clean water? Yeah, that's a real, that's a really good point. I mean, I've heard there are many different filters that are out mm-hmm. there, and you know, just like there are different cars, you can get a really cheap car compared to a really expensive car. That's uh, similarly, there are different filters that will filter out the smallest of the smallest particles out of it. Yeah. But I've also heard, you know, getting, you know, some people install these filters underneath their sink. They can mm-hmm. carry them in their you know, there are mobile filters, but then there are some people who tell me that there's no reason to filter things if you distill it, right? Mm-hmm. Meaning if you just heat it up and destroy everything. And then there are some people who also tell me that why not, like, why are you getting rid of all the minerals out of it? So there are right. 
If you're losing minerals, if you're, if you are getting these filters that are removing everything. Right. So what do you think about those type of filters when we remove some things, but then where we may need them, everything. Right? Yeah. So at that point, I guess it becomes what we would call dead water. Mm -hmm. And there are ways that we can kind of, what we say is restructure water. Um, you are really good at explaining yeah. this, so I would love for you to explain it to people. <laughs> so, yeah, let me think about this. So, in terms of water, so if you, if you remove everything out of the water, so let, let's take a step back. So if you go out up in the mountains, the mountains, the water is natural. It's flowing off of the stream, off of the rocks, off of the minerals. All these things are flowing in the water and you're drinking this water right off the stream that's coming down and you're drinking it. That water is really the most natural water on the planet, right? Just because there is no other adulteration that has happened. It's just straight up rain converted into drinking water and you can drink it. Maybe there are some bacteria and things in it, but it's still pretty pure because it's way up there without any pollutions or toxins added to it. Now, you know, once the water comes down to the rivers and enough into our cities, we use them, it goes back out into this filtration systems, you know, water treatment centers in every city and every state. We have many, many different strategically placed these water filtration system. Now that water is going through different pipes. Okay, so the pipes and pipes and pipes and different filters and it finally makes it way to us and we're drinking it and still it's not completely clean. So then we use a different filter, we buy something expensive and we filter the tap water and we drink it again. So now we have water that is pretty much right down to the water. Maybe there's one to ten parts per, you know, deciliters or a billionth of a water particle like um, billionth of a particle in per deciliter of water. So if you get that, then that's fine. You only have H2O. So H2O by itself, if you have noticed, right, there are different times, you, you will see different flakes, different structure. Snowflakes are made up of different shapes and designs and some look really horrifying while some look really beautiful but they all change structure. So we know that water will structure differently based on what it is on, what type of heat, what type of you know, air, temperature, what type of energy that's surrounding it. Historically, we talk about praying to water or holy water. You know, a lot of us have this kind of a thing going on in our culture, in our religion, in our belief system where we're using so there is, back in time, I feel like a lot of people understood this whole energy of water. Mm -hmm. Because water retains some sort of, or water changes shape based on what it's exposed to. Mm -hmm. Whether it's sound vibration, whether it's light vibration, whether it's different temperature and uh, different materials it's touching. Because water is changing shape, it becomes different structure. So this whole concept of structured water that you talk about is how do we structure water once it's with us? Let's say once we have completely 
clean that out and then we're trying to structure it because water has memory right we are made up of water different water in our different parts of the body behave differently um, it structures differently as well and if we look at science under a microscope the h2o molecule has different angles at which it's bind to but it will shape its change based on based on the amount of pressure it's applied to or amount of heat that's applied to and you know that because when you boil the water it expands right. the, the how the h2o molecules are bound with each other changes they expand and then when you're ex, expo, making ice even though you took one you know one cup of water and you iced it when the ice came out the one cup became a little bit more than a one cup because the water expanded instead of contracting it water still expanded even in an ice form so water is changing shape and we see that all the time we may not understand it completely we deal with it and we still may not even think about it but that's something that we have to think about how we are we are structuring our water before it goes in our body and that's when we can look into using different filtration systems different vessels using maybe round vessel compared to a squared vessel because the round vessel transfers the surface tension much easier than a squared vessel so if you put water in a square container the surface tension is i as far as i believe it's less okay i think but then if you do it in a round container the surface tension is i think more maybe it might be other way around don't quote me on it but it definitely changes and apparently keeping things in a round container is better look at planet earth right it's round and it's holding on to water much easier than letting it float in outer space mm -hmm. so there is that little bit of tension that it creates much better well that's a good point that you bring up so we're talking about you know removing toxins cleaning the water there are you mentioned few of the toxins that we talk about mm -hmm. that can affect the body and take away our energy what else can we think about water in terms of how can it help us on a day-to-day -day life and when is it too much like how does what can somebody think it's too much about water uh, when if they're drinking maybe too much that that is one thing when i first started college for nutrition i remember having a conversation with one of my professors and i was having digestive issues and he was like, well, how much water are you drinking? Because I drink a lot of water. Yeah. Okay? And at the time, I only weighed about 100 pounds. And I was like, oh, I'm drinking like 120 ounces of water a day. And he was like, you're doing what? And I was like, yeah, I thought that was like a good mm -hmm. amount to drink. Yeah. And he was like, you should be drinking somewhere around half your weight in ounces. So for me at that time, that would have been about 50 ounces of yeah. water. And so he explained to me how if you're drinking water, especially in high quantities, too close to your meals, mm -hmm. it's going to dilute the hydrochloric acid in your stomach, yeah. so you're not going to break down food as much. You're not going to break it down as well, because you need that acid to be strong mm -hmm. and very, you know, very acidic, so it can break down food. But if you're adding a bunch of water, which is a neutral pH, 
then you're kind of neutralizing your stomach acid so it can't break food down as well. That's a very good point. You know, most of us don't even realize what she just said. She just said that by drinking a lot of water, we're neutralizing the acid and not, and because of that, she had digestive issues because of undigested food went through her stomach without being digested into her intestines and that caused issues, whether it's bloating, cramps, mm -hmm. diarrhea, constipation, whatever. How many of us drink big sodas, drinks, waters mm -hmm. during our meals or within right. 40 minutes of the meal? Well, any restaurant you go to, you'll sit down, they bring you a glass of water, and they constantly come and refill it. Mm -hmm. So we're not even conscious of how much water we're drinking with every yeah. meal, especially if we're out to eat. <laughs> there, you know, there are a lot of, I've heard in the past that some people say to lose weight, you want to drink about three to eight ounces of water before eating. To fill you up. To, to fill you up healthy. and yeah. what do you agree with that statement? I don't agree with that personally just because when you're trying to lose weight you want to give your body all the optimal um, you know environments mm -hmm. to, to function and funnel through everything that you yeah. put inside. The better solution there would be to eat more fiber in your meals so that yeah. you feel more satiated because that's what you're trying to do with filling up on mm -hmm. water um, is to reduce your hunger and to yeah. be satisfied more quickly. That's really interesting. So one of the other things it would do is I feel like if you drink water right before eating, your, your body has preheated your oven, right? Your stomach is ready for food. All the acid is like ready. It's ready to digest food. It's making you feel hungry. And you're drinking water and you're deacidifying it, trying to make yourself feeling full, right? So fiber would be a great choice to make yourself feeling full. Instead of water, you could have that and your acid that you preheated, your oven, it will digest, digest those fiber. But that's a side effect, I feel like. If you drink a lot of water even prior to eating or within 40 minutes or an hour of eating without mm -hmm. allowing your food to digest, it will it will just deacidify. It will just decrease your acid right. levels in your stomach, and then you're kind of screwed because either you didn't have acid to begin with, so mm -hmm. your food didn't get digested. It's like putting a cake in an oven that's not been preheated, or you preheated it and then you added a lot of cool air in it, right? Yeah, and then it's just gonna sit there. <laughs> so it's just gonna sit there. It's not gonna get preheated, like digested. Right. And then if you did have it preheated. You did add the cake in your oven, and then within the 30 minutes or while it was baking, while food was getting digested, you drank 20 ounces of cold water, right. which is like adding cold you air. You throwing in. that yeah. back in there, and you're like, wow, why isn't my cake happened? fluffy? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly what it is. Like, yeah. And then, you know, a lot of times our body responds by, our body responds by adding more acid. Because mm -hmm. your body knows, hey, look, you just drank a glass of water that deacidifies my stomach so now I have to add more acid or somehow produce more acid in the stomach and the body's gonna make not one cup of more acid it's gonna make two or three cups of more acid to bring the acidity level right down to where it needs or acidity level right 
to where it needs it. So pH level comes down, the higher mm -hmm. the acidity. So then people complain, like they tell me they're, they're having acid reflux. Right. Yeah. So the root cause was water mm -hmm. and when we drank water. That's a, that's a pretty cool point that you brought up about when to drink it and what happened to you. And that's really cool. So, you know, in this session today, you know, the few things that we addressed, let's just summarize this point mm -hmm. before we go into even more details about water sure. and how we can practice this. And, you know, a lot of, a lot of you guys who are really interested in having access to a lot more PDFs, a lot more you know, to-do list and how to-do list and all the notes from today's sessions and what we're about to continue after this session into the next session. On water, you know, we encourage everybody to join the community and be part of the community and let us learn from you as well as you learn from everybody in the community. We have lots and lots of videos in the community. We have lots of PDFs, accountability trackers, notes, so that would be great. So let's just summarize this few things. So we talked about water. Water comes from mountains and then it gets repurposed into the, you know, our water system before it gets to us. And then what we flush into our toilets and our bathrooms also goes into the water system and gets cleaned up. Then in order to know how much we need to drink, one of the things you mentioned was half your body weight in ounces yep. based on your pound body weight not kilogram body weight so then that's one question that somebody can take home that's a mm -hmm. take-home point the third thing that they can think about is where can they look at or different types of water filter mm -hmm. if the tap water isn't the best in your city wherever you are then looking at different filtration systems mm -hmm. to help yourself get at least a cleaner water so that those other pollutants aren't there. So that's another take-home point. Once the water is there, yeah, after it's cleaned out, then we think about structuring the water mm -hmm. to allow it to have the best positive experience. And the concepts of holy water and many other concepts of structuring water are out there. So, you know, people will go out there and look at those things. They'll join the community. You, you guys are welcome to join the community and learn how to structure water as well. And we have videos that will show you how to do that as well. So that's, that's a good point. And then the last thing about water that I guess everybody should think about is how it can harm you. If you, eat, if you drink water while eating, it can leave your food undigested. So that's something that all of us need to think about in terms of how we ingest water. Right. Anything else you want to say? Um, I know some people might be asking because a lot of people are so conditioned to having a beverage with a meal. Oh yeah, yeah. What can we drink with meals? Like what can we have if you feel that's the need point. to wash stuff down? Yeah. yeah. So normally I say lemon water or something that's mm -hmm. acidic. Right. Although lemon is basic once it goes in the body because it has potassium right. in it. But mm -hmm. something that's acidic like lemon water or citrusy things, you can mm -hmm. add cinnamon or make a little tea. Right. Like there are many different And even having teas. hot water goes hot a water, long distance. Yeah. Hot water with a little bit of lemon or a small bit of hot tea. Yeah. I say six ounces or less usually. Yeah. Um, 
and that way you have something to sip on if you feel like you need to wash something down but you're not having enough to really yeah. dilute. Yeah, that's absolutely right. I, that's another topic that we can <laughs> go into and we'll, we'll teach you about all yeah. these things in the community. But it's a hot water compared to cold water and what is what difference can it make and how it, it matters to our cellular health and cellular efficiency in terms of making energy for us. So we'll go in a lot more details about all of these topics into the community. But this was a great start yeah. to a topic that affects every single one of us. Right. You know, whether it's plants or animals or humans, mm -hmm. the planet Earth needs water and it needs clean water, especially right. in this day and age when we're running out of water. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we're running out of clean water. Right. And we don't know what to do. I mean, it's everybody's... If you look at a lot of third world countries, they are starving from water. Mm -hmm. So with that, um, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate your time and effort. As always, every Friday, once a week, we have a prayer session. We are praying for you. If you let us know what you're struggling with, we will send out our positive vibes to you. We have a group prayer se session that happens here. If you want to join, you're welcome to come by Friday mornings at 10 o'clock. Uh, just let us know that you're coming by and we'll figure out how to accommodate you. If you're over there at some point, we'll make this live so that you're also able to join from wherever you are. And with this collective positive energy that we want to exude and carry us forward into the, I guess, 22nd century. Now that we're in <laughs> yeah. So thank you so much. Appreciate it. Take care. Namaste. God bless. Thank you.